Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to the Vine and Branches podcast. My name is Allie O'Neill, and today we're going to be talking on the topic of forgiveness. Now, the reason why I chose this one today was because I was doing my Bible study this morning while my son was watching the Magic School Bus, and I came across the parable of the unforgiving servant. So for any of you who want to look into a study on this, and dive into the scripture a little bit more. The reference is going to be from scripture Matthew 18, 21 through 22. And this is where Peter is talking to Jesus and asking how many times shall I forgive my brother? As many as 70 times? And Jesus says, no, not as many as seven, but 70 times seven. So this made me think, why is it so hard to forgive? From Genesis to Revelation, we're reading of God's forgiveness towards others and our need to forgive others. And we know that it's one of the main themes of the Bible. And although this is something that's prominent in the Bible for us, it's still a hard concept for us to grasp because we're very eager to receive forgiveness from others, but we're finding it really hard to offer that forgiveness that we freely receive from God to others. So we want it, but we can't necessarily give it back. So I I honestly believe that we want to forgive and we try to forgive. And sometimes we even pray to be able to have this forgiveness, but we still can remain bitter and resentful and filled with angry and tough feelings towards others, regardless of our want of that forgiveness. So This comes back to the question, why, if we want to forgive so badly, is it so difficult for us to do so? And I think that the culprit to all of this is our emotions. So last week, I went through um, the topic, using your emotions as a gauge, not a guide. So a lot of us use our emotions as a guide to how we do things rather than gauging um, what our feelings are we are acting off of our feelings. So the nice thing is that we can learn how to manage our emotions rather than allow them to manage us. So then forgiving those who have hurt us is going to be one of the main areas where we kind of need to apply what we're learning. So if you want to go back and listen to my podcast that I used as um, using your emotions as a gauge, not a guide, this one might be really helpful for you in trying to learn this application towards forgiveness. So we are to freely forgive others just as we have been freely forgiven. So forgiveness is a gift and it can't truly be deserved. So how can anyone undo what has hurt or wounded you? Is it possible for someone to undo what they've already done? I think the answer to this is no. I think that even when we forgive someone, we, we're trying to let that, that tough feeling go, yet it's something that we still remember that they've done. So we never really forget, but we're supposed to keep forgiving over and over again because generally if a behavior pattern's happening and someone does something new, there's a likelihood that they're going to hurt you again. And we have to be those strong people who are freely giving out this forgiveness and forgiving people for the wrongdoings that they're doing to us. 
or even being able to forgive ourselves for the wrongdoings that we're doing against others. It's a, it's a really hard thing when we hold on to tough situations that we're dealing with with other people after people have hurt us because the forgiveness is also for ourselves. It's, it gives us a chance to say, you know what, I'm going to move on from this and I'm going to move forward and I'm not going to stay in the state of sadness or this state of depression or this, this tough season that I'm being put through because I've been wronged. I've seen people who hold grudges towards others and they don't grant themselves that forgiveness and they don't grant that forgiveness to other people. And it really messes with their life and the actions of how they do things. So everything subconsciously, like in the back of their mind, that is kind of fueling how they're treating everything. They're using that as a gauge and a guide. So when someone does something to you, it may trigger you to what you've been hurt by by someone else that you still haven't forgiven and you still haven't let go. So I want to just challenge you to think of what the hardest thing is that you've ever been expected to forgive. And then I want you to think if it was a friend that betrayed you or maybe it was a spouse And you thought that your marriage couldn't survive. Or maybe you couldn't forgive so much that it ended up turning into a divorce or a separation. And then let's think about our children for a second. And how we have moments when we think that they're being ungrateful or unloving. And how many times have we held it against them for something hurtful that they've done to us and we haven't forgiven them then I want to challenge you to stop and think about how that's working for you. Is this stonewalling that you're doing beneficial to your relationships going forward? I will share in a a personal story with you guys because I think that it's helpful. But um, for years, I was holding on some resentment towards a family member. Now, I love this family member very much and they're very close to me, but I just had a really hard time forgiving them for some things that they'd done to me in my life. And they weren't horrible things, but they were enough to kind of shake up my life a little bit. So here I am, 27 years old, and I moved to New Mexico and I start working alongside my husband and my administration brings up something very good to me that it seems like I'm holding on some issues from my childhood. Now, this is a family member that I had issues with back from childhood that I never, I I may have spoken about these issues that I have, but I never followed all the way through to forgive this person. And it was really running my life. I was looking through a lens of what that family member had done to me and I was thinking that every person that came across my path that did something, they were doing it with the same intentions or they were doing it in the same manner from what I had experienced. I've also at 27 years old realized how absolutely unhealthy that way of life is. 
And it wasn't until I had that important conversation that I needed to have and gave freely gave that forgiveness that I started seeing growth in myself. Forgiveness is a great place to start if you're looking for self-growth because you may see how deeply rooted some of these issues are on a basis of forgiveness. So there are some things that we can do to help us forgive others. And the first thing that really helps me to forgive is going to be remembering that God forgives me for much more than I will ever have to forgive others for. So when I stop and I think about all of the sins that I have done as a human being and how I've been freely forgiven, there's there's nothing that a person can do to me that could possibly add up for all the things that I've done wrong in my life or another person has done wrong in their life. So it's just a really good place to stop and just do yourself a favor and forgive quickly and freely. Try not to hold on to it for a really long time because the longer we hold on to it, the more Satan gets a hold of us and the deeper rooted it gets between us and it's going to be so much harder of a route to try to lift up if we hold on to it longer than we need to because the longer we hold a grudge the more difficult it is to let go now the second thing that helps me to forgive is to think of God's mercy and mercy is the most beautiful gift that we can give or receive and it can't really be earned and it's definitely not deserved Because it wouldn't be mercy if it was. So the way we can use this in forgiveness is I like to think of mercy as kind of looking beyond what was done wrong and onto why it was done. So if we're looking at people's intentions or looking at their heart like Jesus does versus looking at what it actually was that was done wrong. I think it may be a little bit easier for us to give that mercy and to forgive because many times people are doing a hurtful thing and they don't even know why they're doing it or they may not even realize that they're doing it to you. And by you bringing this forth to them and bringing it to light, you can have those important discussions. Sometimes people are even acting to their own pain without even realizing that they're hurting others. So... If you've ever had a time when you're hurting so badly or you've just had a really bad day and you end up coming home after work and taking it out on your family, you may not even realize that you're unloading your burdens in such a negative way. So that's a moment we we can give um, mercy and forgiveness. It also helps me to forgive when I realize that hurting people hurt people. When I'm trying to get through that deep pain, I often have to really talk to myself and remind myself to believe the best out of every person. So I think, I doubt that that person would actually hurt me on purpose. And then I remind myself that there is a reason why they did what they did. There's a good chance that I'll never know why they did this, but... Sometimes the reason is simply that the person who hurts us doesn't know God. So I know that my husband and I get in a little spat sometime. And I know my husband. I know the person that he is. And 
when he says some things and I often feel that feeling of hurt or my emotions go awry, it's sometimes hard for me to reel myself back in and say, where was his heart in that? Where do I think his heart was? I may never actually know, but knowing him as well as I do, think to that. And sometimes this calms me down and it even allows me to have that conversation with him and say, listen, you said X, Y, and Z to me. This hurt my feelings. I think that maybe you were saying it because of this, but could you clarify to me if I'm wrong or if I'm right? And are you willing to talk about this? And sometimes it's just that conversation that leads us to forgiveness. And it I know it always feels great to me too when my husband says the words, I'm sorry, because I know that those aren't words that he just throws out freely just to kind of get me off of his back. He only says it when he really means it. And this gives me a closure. And Unfortunately, there are times when we're not going to get this closure. We're not going to have a person actually tell us, they're actually verbalized to us that they're sorry. And what do we do in those situations? So you can stay angry and then give Satan a foothold on your life. Or you can kind of create a silent sorry in your head. It's something that you want to hear verbalized to you and it means a lot to you, but just think, you know what? If they knew the damage they were doing, if they knew the impact that this really had on me, if they could even fathom, I'm sure that they would feel sorry for what they've done. Because I honestly believe that there are few people out there in this world who are genuinely malicious and just don't care about others' feelings. We all as human beings have that empathy inside of us and we're capable of feeling it. Just sometimes it's harder for us to show it. So if we're not forgiving someone, it generally turns into bitterness. So bitterness results from the many minor offenses that are committed against us. And we don't just let go of them. And these are things that we rehearse again and again and again inside until they become completely blown out of proportion and grow into a troublemaking size. And this is just terrible because bitterness is used to refer to something that is pungent or sharp to the taste. So if you're thinking of a bitter herb, um, like a horseradish, it's just pungent and it's, it's terrible. And that's living inside of us. So instead of us actually dealing with the issues at hand, at hand, we're bringing up many other issues that are deep-rooted inside of us because we haven't let those things go. Now, bitter people also like to put other people down due to their insecurities. So bitterness not only starts within us, but it starts exuding on everyone else. So... Um, let's say you're going into church and you, you've been bitter for a while now on something and you notice that someone's being, um, let's say they're being recognized for doing a good service and you just think, well, it wasn't really good what that person did, or you start trying to minimize 
that accomplishment that's being given to someone else. That comes from an insecurity inside of you. When you're being a naysayer and you're putting someone else down, that's coming from a place of bitterness and insecurity. And we all have to be really careful of that sometimes because sometimes you notice that if you're complaining about something from someone else, it's probably something that you should look inside yourself for and start working on yourself because it frustrates you and others because it's a character of yourself. So Confucius says that to be wronged is nothing unless you continue to remember it. And I think that is amazing because who cares if someone wrongs us? Who cares if someone does something that they shouldn't be doing to us? Because unless we continue to remember that, it's not going to take a stronghold of our life. Now we do need to freely and quickly forgive and we do need to freely and quickly have those conversations, but we do not need to constantly remember it and make it part of our daily life. What we don't feed becomes weak and then it dies. So if we're feeding a negative emotion, the stronger it's going to become. And the less we feed it, the weaker it becomes. So we can feed feelings of unforgiveness just by simply meditating on it and talking about what that person has done who hurt us, which is going back to the gossip post that I had the other day. If you want to forgive someone, you must make a commitment and you're going to have to stop focusing on what was done to you. This is how we feed bitterness, by telling others so they'll feel sorry for us. And it's like we want people on our team, but it's a dangerous thing to do so, especially if we keep doing it again and again. We're adding more and more people into the circle, and we're making this thing go on and on. We're feeding it, and it's becoming stronger. But what we don't feed becomes weak, and it dies. Even at times, it is healthy to express how we feel about something, that's been painful and that's okay but this is much this is much more difficult when we're not just expressing how we feel about something but adding to a continuous cycle where things kind of um, get out of order and this situation blows up so making the decision to forgive We have to decide to make the decision. It's either we forgive or we don't. And some of us are like, you know, I want to forgive, but I don't think I'm going to do it right now. And I want you, if you're thinking of that, write it down. In a personal notebook or a sheet of paper, write down the positives of forgiving someone and then the negatives. And most, more times, more oftentimes you're going to notice that your positivity is what's going to outweigh the situation. So if we're going to decide that we're going to end up forgiving, we're going to say, I'm going to let this offense go and forget it. That also means that I must stop talking about it unnecessarily. And that's really hard because when we feel really wronged, we can say we forgive someone, but we're really not forgiving them if we're constantly on this repeat and this nag of what has been done to us. The more we pay attention to this offense, the more strength we're giving it. But if we ignore it, then it's going to get easier for us to get over it emotionally. God puts this in us to try to seek justice and fight the 
injustices in the world. And we all want justice when we've been hurt. And it's often difficult to be patient while God brings it. We're sometimes even tempted to take revenge instead of remembering that God said vengeance is his, not ours. In Hebrews 10.30, it says, We know him who said vengeance is mine. Retribution and the meeting out of full justice rest with me. I will repay. I will exact the compensation, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge and determine and solve and settle this cause in the cases of his people. That's powerful. The vengeance is his, not ours. When someone wrongs us, it is not our job to right their wrongs. And it is not our job to put them as a martyr and to put them on trial. That's, it's God's job to bring vengeance and retribution and full justice. So when we're giving our spouse or our friend or our family member the silent treatment, what good is that actually doing? Are we trying to wreak vengeance on them because they've hurt us? Or are we just trying to ignore them because we feel that it makes us feel better? It's not our place, but it is our job to forgive. So I know that there have been some times when I've found myself almost planning what I'm going to do to get back at someone who's hurt me. And I've also been guilty of thinking about the good things I've done in the past for that person that I'm not even going to do anymore or I won't do anymore. And... I'm either going to hurt the person or withhold blessings, and neither of these plans exhibit the character of Jesus. So I have to sit back and I have to look at myself, and I have to go through that critical thinking process and remember that my emotions my emotions were just so stirred up that I couldn't think straight. And that's hard. I think it's really hard when we just jump to the wrong that they've done to us and how are we going to settle that or how are we going to withhold blessings from them because we think that that's what they deserve and it's not. They deserve forgiveness. The best suggestion that I can give is to forget the unkind remarks that's been made about you and instead of sending the person who spoke them a gift and let them know how much you appreciate them. It seems weird because it's radical and it's a radical decision that we can make versus putting the person down and trying to seek vengeance. Why not instead send the person who said something mean to you a gift and let them know how much you appreciate them? If you've ever heard of killing someone with kindness, it's so true. We can sit there and... We can be vengeful and say hurtful things or we can sit back and love on them. And when we're loving on someone and we're showing them that we appreciate them, I believe that next time they may not be as willing to do something rude to us later on. So... I know there are times that we're just, we decide that it's just too hard to forgive and we just can't do it. 
And sometimes we've harbored resentment for so long that we don't even realize that we end up having it. And it just becomes part of us. And it's dangerous. We end up disapproving of people's choices, even though God has given them the right to make them. And then we try to encourage those we love and care about. But we must not try to control them. We are deciding that it's too hard to forgive. We want to control the situation and the choices that they're making and how they're treating us, but we can't do it. So if you take anything away from today, I think the best thing that I can say is don't harbor resentment and don't feed that unhealthy thought and Remember that what we don't feed becomes weak and it dies. So if we're not feeding bitterness, we're not feeding resentment, we're not feeding hurt, and we're not feeding insecurities that we have, then it dies. And it's no longer a part of us. So just a couple announcements. Um, I do still have it set up that we're going to have Caleb Lee. He got his MDiv at Oral Roberts University, and he's going to be talking with us about identity crisis, which is knowing yourself the way that God knows you through a godly view versus a worldly view. And this is a great one because I think a lot of us do struggle with our identity and wondering who we are, and we're looking to all the wrong places to feed our identity. So I'm super excited to have his input on that. Also, um, one of my friends, Sammy, that is in my millennials group at church, his mother is a mother of seven, and she is going to be on my podcast with me. And I'm super excited about this one as well, because we're going to be talking about mom struggles, hashtag mom struggles. So things that are difficult, things that we face on a day-to-day basis as a mother and how we cope with those things. And we're going to be talking about Jesus mostly and how he is the root of helping us with all of those mom struggles. And um, we may even give you some resources, maybe some books or um, some things, even some techniques that we've used to help us through our struggles. I am also having a third guest that's going to come in that is talking about mom struggles as well. And her name is Mika, and she is a friend of mine from when I lived in Virginia. And I'm super excited to have her on as well. We're going to come up with a good topic. And finally, this is the one I'm most excited about because this is about my husband. And for those of you who know my husband, Brian, he is not a person who really likes to get public and talk about things. But he was asking me more about my podcast the other day. And um, he, he actually offered that if I'm going to do a segment on marriage, he would love to be a part of it. So tomorrow I am going to start my marriage series. So we're going to talk about the Proverbs 31 wife tomorrow. And we're going to dive into what it means to be a Proverbs 31 life wife and the stigma that kind of comes along with it. And then the next segment after that, I'm going to have my husband on and we're going to talk about husband versus wife, the different views that um, husbands have and the different views that women, um, wives have. 
And then we're going to dive deep into some struggles that you may have in your marriage. And we're going to give you some really good resources and tools to use to get over those stumbling blocks that we come across in marriage. So thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast today, the Vine and Branches podcast. I will be speaking with you tomorrow and have a blessed day.